0: Welcome.
1: Welcome to hey, the abiding hey, 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 together.
0: Abiding together with hope. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. We've been scammed.
1: Dude, are uh, they just totally feminized our podcast studio. If you can see this on the video, you can look at it on Pinterest on Instagram. There's I don't even know what is this. Is this confetti?
0: I don't know. There's literally a Myers Clean Day soy candle that smells like I don't know what... It smells like... You know when you walk by Bed Bath & Beyond in the mall and you can start... No, you wouldn't because you can't yeah, smell. That's right. right. Thanks for Tres, this Tres, Oh, it's awful. It smells horrible. We have pink microphones and that... That beautiful picture. You know, it was funny. But wait, um, let's
1: say what it says. To our number one fans... Yeah. Do, do, Father, I to, do I have to listen to one of their episodes to be considered Father, a number one fan? Father Dave and Dink and Bob, we
0: love you. Michelle, Aww. Sister Miriam and Heather... So this is this is part two of them. I think it's jealousy. I'm not positive. Yeah, but it was so. We put out that you know that that meme you put out of. Oh right, of the hair. It was, it, was, it was
1: more than a meme. It was our uh, episode. Our episode. So our episode thumbnail. <laughs> oh
0: hey wait 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 wait. My daughter's got you a present. Okay okay. Um, so this has to do with it. Okay, will do. So, but the thing is, is so. Heather and I were texting back and forth. So obviously you put your face on Michelle's body and my face on Heather's.
1: Yeah. Heather's
0: like, how does it work out that you come out of this? You actually look pretty
1: good with (laughs) her. That's right. So it was great. Yeah. I I apologize to Michelle. That that was unkind. There's just no way it was going to work. That's from my daughters. It's a wig. It's a wig. Why did. Because they thought you looked really good. I thought your daughters and I were really good friends. Yeah, uh, you clearly misunderstand the relationship. Uh, they with, they, they with, put with a the... note in there. I think I'm sure they said something. Oh my god! Why do we do this?
0: Seriously, Bob. what, Look, kind, of, what kind of parenting you, is going on? You there? just
1: have such a great we, rapport with my we daughter. We were
0: inspired by Heather Kim. Did who? Did
1: they? Did your girls do all this? Actually, they did it all by themselves. No, they didn't do this. This oh. room? No, they didn't do this room. This is just a total. Other thing that happened simultaneously.
0: Your daughters are the meanest. You should try it on. The meanest teenage girls uh, in the world. Wow. So, yeah. So. Wow. His, what was the thing that. um? So, yeah. Heather posted this really cute thing, you know, blah, blah, blah. But right? the thing that she got right. She yeah. said, um, you know, I think they're like third grade boys. She should have just stopped there. Yeah. <laughs> you know,
1: because. <laughs> that was accurate. This isn't. This is amazing.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, for those. Maybe the audio. will. No, you got to put it under the headphones. Oh. That's a great look for you. Yeah. Yeah, it's That's a good. really, really not good look. saying that. Uh, okay, I, I wouldn't. I'm, I wouldn't just say that.
0: I'm gonna take it off because I can't hear anything.
1: <laughs> well, wait. Just move it under the.
0: All right. So here we are, folks. Sorry so about that. So here we are. This is one of the podcasts, and this is the worst thing to do for podcasts. They tell us that. But uh, if you're not watching, you need to go watch this one on right. YouTube. We'll, on put Bob it, Rice's we'll, channel. we'll put
1: some pictures on. Uh, you can follow me at Deacon Bob Rice at Instagram if you don't already, and I'll have the pictures up of things that will be present. But also, you're right, YouTube.com slash Deacon Bob Rice. Yep.
0: So, but they were right. They said that we're like third-grade boys, and, like, you pull the girls pigtail but you really are the biggest fan she should have just stopped with third grade boys but we are the biggest fan we, we are love huge them fans so much. which
1: is why we do so much to promote them that's right that's right <laughs> I mean we, I don't understand which basically make their show I, I mean exactly so do you remember when they first came to us and they said we were gonna yep. do a podcast and uh, their I think their original title was uh, chicks hanging out with each other. Yeah,
0: something like that. And
1: I thought that would be a difficult website. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. why don't you call it Abiding Together? Yeah,
0: I remember and that. Yeah. Remember they wanted to have 12 people on the panel? Exactly. We said maybe three? Yeah, like maybe the maybe
1: just three of them. Right. Yeah. yeah, there was another four. Who were the other four girls that they wanted on it?
0: Um, it was going to be like a Catholic what, what view. Whoopi Goldberg was one of them. Right.
1: Um, Barbara Walters. Barbara Walters was yeah, one of them. Was one of Let's them. Have somebody the really like angry one. Joy, whatever her name is.
0: <laughs> anyway, so, folks. so it would have so, been a
1: very different podcast if it so wasn't we love, for us we
0: love abiding together yep. and we we yeah, those are just one wonderful, wonderful inspirational women uh calves brother you've got oh. a problem you've got a problem
1: I'm, it's not a problem it's a heartache man yeah, I mean they are the youngest uh, lineup in the NBA. They're in the
0: hole though. What they got to win three. Yeah, in well, a row.
1: three one, but you know what? There's one team that came back from a three one deficit, and it was the Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay. So I am hoping um, we we have three more games. There's a home game tonight. They've always had, actually had a very bad home record. So when they lost that first one at home, I was I was concerned. So uh, there's a home game tonight. I'm hoping it goes to seven. Just for pride, we'll You're see what happens. Them. Well, I actually, if they have a game seven, I do have a ticket for that we do? game. Uh, I do, yeah. I'm taking, I have four tickets. It's me, Michelle, Sister Miriam, and Heather right. are all gonna all going to go to the Cavs game. game. Yeah, I'm their number one fan. Yeah. yeah. It works yeah, out well. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, iRobot. Uh, the book or the movie? The movie. Uh, book's amazing. Okay, the Friars watched it
0: last night. iRobot
1: I is a classic science fiction tale by Isaac Asimov. Maybe one of his best ones outside of the Foundation trilogy, which is a little bit heavy lifting, but uh, it was one of the first books to talk about artificial intelligence. This was right. probably written in the fifties, um, and he had a whole series of books about that. And the books are fascinating, you know, like like really classically good sci-fi, and it makes you think. It's very philosophical. It talks about if we can create life. Um what would that look like? What would their rights be? What would our rights be? And then they made a movie with Will Smith that included none of those creative elements. The friars watched it last night. Why? I don't know.
0: Was apparently, it just on TV? apparently some no it was kind of a movie night. It was a long weekend. I mean just this was a really busy weekend at the university and a couple of guys just wanted to chill and I had every intention of doing it and then I just got Started on something else. But it raises the question, what do we think? What is the official position of, of, they, that hope? of they That Hope on artificial
1: intelligence? Our official position? Yeah. We're Can, about to form that right now. I was, so I was actually just going to see if I could actually Google an AI thing, and it, it might tell me what it is.
0: No. So we're nervous about AI. We're actually, one of our friars who's in Italy, uh, he's from the actually the Assisi province, he got his doctorate on this whole topic—morality really? and AI and okay. ethics and that kind of thing. So it does make me a little nervous. But I'm going to ask you something, okay? Because I don't—that what's this chat bot, bot chat, or something like that?
1: <laughs> Is this the Twitter
0: book? Well, I don't know the do you stuff mean? where you you like put into this chat some themes and no, it themes and then it comes back and it writes papers for you. Oh, yeah. But it's part of it's part of this. AI stuff that's going on out there. Right. We, we, we really should probably catch up on some. We
1: should probably like research that before yeah. we talk about, well, why would we start doing that? Yeah. So, right. I can say as an academic, there's a lot of concerns about it because you can just kind of input information and, but there's a particular program that does that. Right. And it, in the news and it a lot. writes papers yeah, for exactly. you and, and speeches. and. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's just kind of a big, it's kind of a big cheat. I mean, so my official position on ai is well ai is such a broad category we're not necessarily talking about sentient beings Mm -hmm. that would be the irobot version of ai uh obviously ai is used in every anytime the anytime a computer makes a decision on its own it's a kind of artificial intelligence so the fact that your car senses something and wants to hit the brakes is a kind of ai so there's a lot of very, very good things about AI. In fact, um, it could be argued that a computer can't really work effectively if there isn't some level of artificial intelligence. The bigger question is, where is the line drawn? Okay, where, I'm going to put you go? on the spot. You, you did, and I'm All answering I'm right the now. question. No,
0: I'm really going to put you on the spot right now. All right. Do you think I'm AI?
1: No, no, AI okay. would be way more intelligent than Don't say, than I knew you, you were
0: going to say something
1: that was negative about me. Oh. I just
0: knew it. I just should have shouldn't have even gone there. Did you
1: see the movie AI from uh, Steven Spielberg?
0: Uh-uh.
1: Oh, no! It was just
0: something that's interesting. <laughs> we we actually had a conversation about it um, at the journalism conference that oh, we yeah. were doing because some of they're they're accusing some of the writing and journalistic uh, work that's being done using AI actually rather than official sources. Interesting. And one of the pro- there was an academic there uh, in. I don't know what that is called. We should probably find a chatbot or something like that where mm-hmm. you can put in and write papers. And they said they're actually, le- some some professors are letting the students use it as long as they cite it like they would any other site. Interesting. Yeah, so there's just so much that's out there that makes the academic world in, in, in many ways, yeah. Journalism and all that really complicated. Sometimes some you
1: see things online of AI art and, um, you know, like if you just, you know, type in me in a Renaissance painting, and then they have this gorgeous painting. So I actually did try to play around a little bit with AI art. And it never is as cool as the sample. Never as cool as the sample looks. Uh, You know, it's kind of a mess. I mean, I think, you know, it it comes down to the what is the point of technology? And how do we allow technology to make us better? Or how do we Let technology replace us. Right, right, right. Do we use it, or
0: does it use us? Yeah, and that would
1: be my big concern. Either in artistry, in writing, which I consider to be an art, like let humans do art. And I think computers show really good processes in terms of mathematical equations or you know digital art, you know all those things. But it's really about I think not losing the humanity of it because at that point you start wondering what is. You know, what is the point? And that isn't to say that anything in the digital medium is AI. I think there's a beautiful blend. Well, look at some of the movies, for example, um, that are digitally animated. I mean, they're they're spectacular. Like Rocky. Rocky. Well, actually, this is a dumb thing, but I watched the Super Mario Brothers movie this weekend, and uh, it's a fun movie. It's just silly. My kids loved it. But, like, the artwork in it is astounding. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, it's really gorgeous. And that wasn't just, like... Somebody typing into a computer, make make Mario look cool. It was real artists using the digital medium to make something fantastic. I mean, it's so so good that you can almost take it for granted. And so, um, yeah, I think at the end of the day, if technology is the tool that we're using to make things better, it's a beautiful thing, and AI can help with that tool. But when you let AI drive the bus, like you have a paper to do, I'll have AI do it. You need to create some artwork. I'll have AI do it. Mm-hmm. That for me, that is my official position against AI.
0: Well, well, that will be the official position of this podcast. Then. Nice. Okay. Nice. Good. That's great. Do we have emails? Do we have a promotion?
1: We might. I, I, was, I thought we'd talk more about sports, but I guess the, the only thing that matters is the Cavs are losing. Yeah. Hopefully by the, the time you hear this, the Cavs will have won the home game and they will be down three to two. It'll be heading to New York. And the stats aren't good, but if they can pull it out to a game seven and even win, go, Cavs.
0: Yep, yep. So, well, maybe as you're looking that up, we, so we had Dennis Prager here this weekend oh, yeah. or, good, or on good. Thursday. It was interesting. It was not without its um, controversy. Yeah, well, the controversy? controversy. That's that's that, true. That fair I mean, Partly because there are things that Dennis uh, Prager believes that obviously we don't agree with. He's he's Jewish, so. That's going to be the case. Yeah. But there was a couple of things that were really highlighted in our conversation. One of them that he believes that the human person is, is not fundamentally good. Okay. So that was a conversation that we had. And just, he doesn't, he doesn't recognize. Not
1: necessarily view. a Jewish position,
0: by the way. Right. Well, and it depends on which, right, which. Right. I just want uh, to say picture. that for listeners yeah. who go, oh,
1: maybe no. But yeah.
0: Yeah. It depends on which, which kind strand. of strand you're going. Yeah. So, so that was part of it. And then he, he has holds some really strange ideas, I think really distorted ideas about pornography. Yeah. And um, so that was a a topic that we knew we were going to get into because he had made a statement earlier and and we're going to give him an opportunity to nuance it. Uh, And then he just dug a hole bigger and bigger and bigger. (laughs) And it it was was one of those things that, you know... So he
1: said that he wanted to talk about it so he could nuance his comment. Right. And... He just exploded yeah, he, it. Yeah, he just yeah. He I mean did. maybe for him it was nuanced <clears throat> which was to maybe say it he was. really really meant it.
0: Maybe it was. He just doesn't see his his big thing is that there's some there's a difference between what one thinks and what one does. Okay. So he wouldn't hold as we do the Christian view that says you can look at, at somebody and lust in your heart that that's necessarily a bad thing, right? Whereas as a Christian obviously we do. But then he just he just dug the hole deeper and deeper and deeper. But it was interesting because it was one of those things that we we wanted obviously to be able to be able to talk about multiple subjects and topics, but right. what I really wanted also to be able to do is talk about the Lord, yeah. you know just to talk so it was one of those things that I wanted to get through certain topics, and then really, I just wondered what is what is the image of Jesus was? Right. And, you know, cause he spends a lot of time with, with Christians and, and right. working with Christians and he's been on a radio show with a priest for years. And, and just like, did he ever think about converting? Yeah. What, and it was just, that was the part that I was really hoping to get to and We were able to get to and talk about it, but just as it's interesting, he said, he believes in the miracles of the old Testament. And he said, and that's enough for me. It was just kind of an interesting, <laughs> okay. you know, he goes like the Red Sea is a pretty amazing thing and that's enough for me. But he said something very interesting. He said, you know, related to the resurrection, the empty tomb, um, I, I ought to be careful about exactly what he said, but I think his line was, I hope that it's true. Okay. And that was just an interesting, interesting line. So he's a very interesting kind of complicated person, but I think at the heart of it is this fundamental image of, of the human person, because if you see the human person, not as fundamentally good then you could be okay with um, pornography. You could be okay with looking at at the woman as an object or treating a woman as an object. This were some of the pieces as I was, thinking afterwards about what is it that, what's the strand that holds things together for him that, sure. that would be, what was his like worldview? R- right. right. And I think that's it, that if you do not see the human person as fundamentally good, then these next steps are not a problem.
1: I don't know if you got to this level, but there's a difference of obviously the, the act of somebody looking at pornography and then the creation of pornographic materials, right. we which did involved not. we did not, which is a huge, which is another huge part of right. it. It's not just, I looked at something it's, Oh, these people did something that I'm looking at. Right. And I think that's
0: where some people wanted us to delve more into all everything that went in and that I literally wanted to give him a second to be able to nuance. And then, you know, w- w- the church believes that we're fundamentally good, that the human person's good. You can't look at the person, make the person as an object. Um and then wanted to move on, but he just wanted to continue to bury it. so <laughs> yeah. anyway, it was it, it,
1: but he's a really interesting person. I mean, I don't know anything about him. why trigger you? I mean, again, I've heard that yeah. um so he's a conservative. he's a radio show host's been for
0: huge, huge huge, huge pro-life okay. I mean, and this this is a, another interesting thing because there's a disconnect there because he I mean he is, and, and and every opportunity talks about the beauty of, of life and the yeah. Actually, I think he uses the word sacredness. Which, so there's just this disconnect in him. Um, and then uh, the whole transgender thing, he is just irate about that. Okay. And, and, and what that's doing, um, government overreach on lots of issues. Yeah.
1: It's a challenge, I think, going forward. You know, we live in we live in such a divisive society to state the obvious. And then I think the balance, and I'm I'm glad we're trying to find that here at Franciscan. Well, I'm glad you said this. Yeah is, you know, is just to say, so here comes somebody on our campus who we can stack hands with a lot of significant issues in our culture and in our society. But, you know, I'd say a similar thing with Jordan Peterson. Though yeah, it didn't, absolutely. didn't sound like it got that inflammatory. Um, there are people, even other Catholics that will show up, are going to come, and they're going to be uh, incredible voices and important figures, so to speak, in our culture, in trying to bring about gospel values, even if they don't believe in the gospel. And how do we navigate that as a Catholic university, which is to be able to highlight, look, we don't agree on all of these things, but here's what we do agree on. Because the only way we're going to be able to ever move forward is not to... you know, just look at a list of, do you agree with all of these points? Well, yeah. But what can we stack hands I on, really I appreciate guess it. is the question.
0: One of the students who came up after me, actually it was a day or two later. And she said, you know, thank you so much. She said, I realized that we don't agree with everything, but she said, first off, we as a Catholic university need to be able to talk about these things, yeah. especially here. And the fact that she said, if we don't hear some of these things here first, where we learn how to kind of deal with it before we go out. But the thing that was interesting, you know, this one person said we shouldn't have invited somebody who disagrees with us, and then he talked about pornography. It's like, well, he's a Jewish person. He doesn't believe Jesus rose from the dead. He doesn't <laughs> right. believe Jesus is <laughs> the. Really you know, you know, those are right. really It's yeah. like well, we're willing to it. We're, we're willing to dismiss that, right? So yeah. it was just it was the whole thing was it was an interesting it was it was an interesting dialogue, and and, and honestly, as we do always, we prayed with him at the end, uh, and he you could tell he was just touched. There's something about being in that situation on the stage, kind of vulnerable in front of 500 people and the kids beginning to pray. And it was just, it was really, that part was, yeah, it was just a beautiful way to end
1: it. I can imagine for him, um, I'm glad you mentioned the vulnerability because it's a very weird situation, I would say. You know, we'd be like, why did we invite this, you know, Jewish person? It's like, well, he's coming to a Catholic university, a, a ridiculously Catholic university. Yeah, exactly. And he's probably just as nervous about what people think of him. I mean, maybe he's pretty hardened from that being in media for a while, but still there's that human element of how is this going to go over? You know, how am I going to be received? How am I going to be welcomed? And uh, I always hope people walk away no matter what their belief is from an experience with Franciscan and our students feeling loved and welcomed on some level. And that's really
0: where I, I, one of the things I was going kind of finished with when we were talking was that um, there's a danger, I think in situations like that. And I said this, you know, we talked about, and said, my desire would be for you to come to know the Lord, yeah. you know, because, but he said, I said, if you're honest, that's what you would expect me. I'm a, I'm a Christian. Um, I believe full heartedly. I said, but a uh, danger, and I mentioned Peterson as well, is that we look at you as a prize to be won. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's not, I said, what Jesus did is he always saw the person. It right. wasn't somebody just to be fixed or a prize to be won, but it was an individual. And I said, that was our, my goal having you here is that you would feel welcomed, you would feel respected, that you have value. So, and, and that's, that's just a really good point is that he, he was, first off, he he's said he's heard a lot about Francis University and he was excited to be here. Um, But it was, my hope was that he would come and through the whole experience feel respected and cared for and loved. And we disagree on things, but that, and that's, that's a whole nother topic to go down. I'd love to talk more about is how do you disagree with people? And we live in a world that wants to demonize the other person. And and that's just, it's so unlike what Jesus did. So anyway, we, a little bit of a tangent there.
1: Well, but that's okay. You know, it actually ties really well into my experience this weekend. Um, I had a, I had a great opportunity on Sunday night to be a part of a, I think they call it praise and preach, or maybe it was preach and praise. Cool. It was at Weirton Covenant Church. Okay. Uh, f- since I became a deacon, I started having lunch with a number of evangelical, well, not even even just Protestants. It was just okay. a, a pastor's lunch. They did it once a month, and we would get together. And um, out of this uh, came this opportunity for us to have an ecumenical prayer service. And it was really, really cool. I'd never actually been in something like that before, it was about fifteen minutes or so of worship, and there were thirteen of us, and everybody was told to speak for about five minutes, and for the most part, everybody did speak for five minutes. All right. No, no, no. There was okay, no, okay, there was okay, no, okay. no butt about it. Like it actually, it ended within two hours. Somebody said that that was the biggest miracle of, of all of it. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. and uh, you know, you're just talking about you know a guy so like. There
0: was- how many in the congregation or there was thirteen people? There total
1: there were thirteen uh, preachers okay, or pastors okay. oh, that were there. That's they a considered lot. me a pastor. That's a lot. Um, and there was maybe a couple 100 oh, cool. uh, folk there. That's cool. It was really neat. So I made an announcement at uh, Blessed Sacrament, the church I was at, and a few people came. Oh, that's cool. which was really cool because it's a bit, like I felt a little weird, like walking into, a Protestant, you know, gathering space, you know, where, you know, Jesus is Lord. And I'm assuming you're the
0: only Catholic.
1: I was the only Catholic. I even wore my (laughs) clerics. I decided just to double down on it. But when you, when you mentioned, you know, Prager, you know, or even Peterson come into a a very different place. Like I was, I was surprisingly anxious that day. I've I've given a thousand talks, but I thought to myself, I've never like walked cold into a room where I don't know the people. I don't have a theme yeah. It's just whatever's on your heart. The one the one thing I asked is could I just not go first? Cuz I just wanted to get a vibe and a sense of of what was happening. And then to be honest, sadly I would say I had a negative attitude going in like oh it's probably going to be really long. You know, I mean 13 people speaking. I was riveted, dude. Like, you know, it it made me appreciate also like our Pro, many of our Protestant pastors um are just incredible preachers. Yeah. Like like you know, I'm used to as a homilist. I think, and I think I'm a good homilist. I've got the gospel, and then I, I reflect on it, right? But like, just to go cold, and to preach the word with zeal and energy, and everybody had their own style. I mean, sure. I was, I was just so edified by it. Like I was, I was really just in awe of it. But it, it kind of ties into this idea of, well. We disagree on things. Yeah, we, we radically disagree on, on some levels of it, to be sure, but we all stand and say the Apostles' Creed together. We all mm-hmm. say the Our Father together. And what that environment was, is was an environment of men and women who loved the Lord and were willing to um, put aside uh, what could be divisive, in order to really, or maybe, focus or, or on, maybe
0: even, I don't know exactly the nature, yeah. of it, you can still come together. What separates you, but still embrace one another. So it's Amen. not just putting aside. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, The fact right. that you won, you wore your clerics.
1: Yeah, you yeah. To clear
0: that, I'm not putting that aside. Yeah. Well, and the
1: fact that they called it an ec- ecumenical gathering, yeah, like it great. was, it was a clear, like, hey. Um, but but I think when you talk about how might we uh, get along, you know, like can we live with? the differences? Like, does it always have to be all or nothing? Like, you either agree with everything I agree with. Can we find ways in which we can come together? And I would even say, I mean, as we know, in the Catholic Church, like, <laughs> you know, we might be one church, but it's as I talk to different Protestants, and I talk about the different kinds of Thoughts within the Catholic Church. They're like, I know you guys haven't necessarily broken into different denominations, but sometimes it sounds like yeah, you know it sounds like you have. It's you know? interesting. I remember
0: when I was in seminary, I did um, a summer ministry working at the Children's Hospital. It's called CPE, Clinical Pastoral Education. Yeah. And when I introduced myself, I thought this was like just really give them a sense of who I am, right? So I said, you know, I'm, I wasn't ordained yet. I'm Pavanka, I'm Catholic. Blah blah. So the guy who's leading this says, "Why did you tell us you're Catholic?" And I said, "Well, because I wanted you to kind of know who I am." And he said, "Honestly, that doesn't tell me hardly anything about you." <laughs> yeah. You know, he said because he goes, "I know lots of Catholics. You know, Catholics who don't believe in in the, in this or that." Or and he said, "So mm-hmm. it's just it was kind of insightful on his point that and and I think it's to your point is that there's so much that separates." Catholics, non-Catholics, Protestants, Jews, Muslims, right? Right. And just within our own within our own Catholic world, there's enough that separates us. Again, it goes back a little bit to how do we talk to and converse with individuals unlike us? Yeah. You know. And and one of the things that I don't know if we've talked about it before, but I saw this one study one time that said that the church, uh, the country, is most divided on Sunday morning. Really. Well, mm-hmm. is that. You kind of go with your people right? oh interesting you yeah. know you go to your church and, and if you look around largely although I think Catholics are a little bit different on this but the people that are in church with you they look like you they talk like you they yes. believe how you believe now, yeah. Catholics are a little bit more because there's a greater diversity uh, in, as a Catholic but there's something really true to that yeah. is that especially in some of the Protestant churches, because that's exactly what you, you separate yourself until you find exactly people think. Yeah. They're they're separated
1: into a socioeconomic ethnic group. And yeah, yeah, that's absolutely true. And you're right. I think sadly, sometimes, sometimes Catholicism can fall into that, you know, depending on where you are in the country. But the beautiful thing is sometimes they can't, I mean, and you know, because there's a, there's a one ethnic population and another ethnic population, it's in an area. And I know sometimes people in ministry in those parishes face a lot of challenges and struggles with that and praise God for those challenges and struggles like that is exactly it's hard to be part of the body of Christ like it's it's difficult to be part of community just look at the apostles that Jesus gathered yeah, yeah. right you know he didn't gather all the exact same type of people and they had difficulty and they had challenges but they were all brought together with a common experience of Jesus Christ crucified and resurrected and being filled with the holy spirit and that that's the that's the beauty of that's the beauty of church. One of the mm-hmm. things I mentioned, maybe this one, I did it a few months ago, and um, uh, at when I was meeting with some young life leaders, was we just had a moment, and, and the person leading it said, "Let's just call this holy envy, even though envy is not a good word." He said, "But can we just take a moment where we um, highlight the uh, what we are envious, quote unquote, of the other?" And it was a very beautiful moment where. Uh, you know, I I got to share, like, I'm just kind of envious of how mission-driven and uh, gospel-centered and the zeal for souls that I see in evangelical groups. And then a Protestant shared, he said, you know, I, I'm i just envious of, I think the word he was, how tactile the faith is for Catholics. He said, I would love to hear from a priest, your sins are forgiven, and believe that mm-hmm. that was the very voice of Jesus. He said that— That would be amazing and somebody else said you know just in terms of the catholicism he says i'm just so envious of how focused you are on helping people in need around Mm -hmm. the world Mm -hmm. he said you know we we preach the gospel we want to save souls he says but sometimes at least in my congregation we can you know we'll give some money to a hungry village or something like that but are we out there doing it and he said i'd I look at Mission, you know, those you didn't know what they were, but I just had to say the Mother Tree, the Mother Teresa sisters, but he mm-hmm. said I I saw a video of them and I just thought I would never be able to do that. And and so it was just a very beautiful and you know, I think as a Catholic in many ways we can be a, a holy envy in the sense of a worship style like a, you know, like we're so blessed with that Franciscan. Many of our young adults are so moved. Um and it's a powerful tool of evangelization, particularly for the young of some of the kinds of worship music and the way that they're incorporating modern sounds with sacred texts uh, that really move the heart and the soul. And, and and I think that's part of it. It's like, can we take a moment to just reflect on the beauty of the other, the diversity of the other, and not on the uh, not on the disagreements? And again, mm-hmm. that was another experience I had this weekend. It was just like, everybody here loves the Lord. Everybody here wants the Ohio Valley to be under the kingship of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ mm-hmm. and the love of God. And it was just... It was just exciting, actually, to be a room. It was electric to be in a room of people that enthusiastic about the mission of Jesus and coming together and praising. Um, And, you know, the, the silly answer, I mean, I guess it's not silly. It's almost obvious, like... How do we get to? How do we get along with people who are different from us? The answer is Jesus, yeah. right? You know, it, it's finding the foundation on Jesus.
0: Yeah, yeah. Obviously, within the Christian circles, sure. No right. Yeah. And and one of the things that this we've used the word diversity, and unfortunately, in the world today, diversity has a bad is a bad connotation. But yeah. I love Can. the fact the diversity of of the Catholic Church. Um, I I helped out in a parish outside of Washington D.C., and this parish had you know doctors and lawyers and literally congressmen and women and and then uh, in immigrant population and from i mean latino uh, from africa from the caribbean it was just it mm-hmm. was an unbelievably diverse and there's something really really beautiful about that it also comp- it's also complicated at times because one of the beautiful things about catholicism is the culture where you come from is also kind of connected to that right. so That's how do you wrestle with those things and how do you reconcile those things? I'll tell you though, they threw a great potluck because it was like, (laughs) it was like the United Nations because the food was great.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: But it's great. It's a great blessing. So.
1: Amen. You know, we, not that we spend a lot of time planning our podcasts. We do at least five minutes beforehand. I don't think we've ever gone as far off what we planned, but I think this was great.
0: Good. Good. Well, Lord, we pray that you would not let us get too far off. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We just thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness and your kindness. We continue to celebrate the Easter season uh, that you are with us. Lord, we thank you for the church. We thank you for the faith. We thank you for our brothers and sisters uh, who open our mind and hearts Mm -hmm. to be able to see you and to see the beauty of the human person. May the Lord bless all of you especially those who are suffering most today. May the Lord bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you, Father Dave. Have a good
0: week, abiding the pres- brother that, together.
1: That, that's right. And uh, we'll have a Franciscan promo next week. I know people were really upset that we didn't yeah, yeah. get to that. Uh, hope at Franciscan.edu. Hope at Franciscan.edu. God bless. Go Cavs. Yeah. Yeah. Go Nationals. Mm, I don't know. We, don't, we had a baseball-free podcast. It's our best podcast ever.
0: Oh, your craziness.